0: Before we do, we'll begin with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to study your word and learn what you're saying to us in the scriptures. Give us a hunger for the truth and a willingness to search the scriptures and believe what you say and have said in them. And may we long for your work of grace as we go forward to preach the gospel as we're commanded in Jesus name we pray amen okay so we're in Acts I did mention uh, probably a little later if anybody wants to discuss Romans 8 it's possible that there's not an issue for anybody but I found over the years when you preach Romans 8 some Christians don't like it but maybe you do Now, you like it. Okay. Romans, no, excuse me, Acts 19.19. Now, in the context, Paul had done, was ministering, and many people were powerfully converted. And one of the outcomes of this was repentance and the burning of these books that were magic, in other words, secret formula, magical practices, incantations, names of various deities or gods or whatever that might influence the outcome of people's lives. And so one universal thing about paganism and, in fact, fallen human race is the desire to control the outcome and avert bad fate. That's the whole point of the occult. And it's still true today. Don't assume that modern, rational humans don't practice magic or the occult. It's a booming business. Because the assumption is these beings, these fallen angels and demons and rulers mentioned in Ephesians and elsewhere, are the cause of whatever may be going on that we'd see as a bad outcome. So this, that's behind this. And many of those, Acts 1919. Many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone, and they counted up the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. 50,000 pieces here. I showed you this before, but not everybody makes it every week. <laughs> and this is uh, in that series of slides that I purchased the Bible Places, I think it's called. Boy, there's a lot of material there showing the, the accuracy of the Scripture. But here's what it says in my notes of this. 50,000 drachmas would be equal to 50,000 denarii. This book burning likely occurred soon after Nero became emperor. The coin pictured above in the Trinity, is in the Trinity Evangelical Divinity School Bible coin collection. So this is extant, and here we have 50,000 pieces of silver. This would be from the same time period when this happened. There's nothing here that would require you to become a Mormon and believe in a place that doesn't exist. The Bible is connected to history, objective history. Now.
1: Is not the equivalence today, like millions and millions? It's
0: a million. Yeah, it says here, if these were attic silver coins, they represented the annual wage of 137 workers depending on what that wage would be. That's what Schnabel says. Now, what I'd like to discuss to make this, bring this home to what's going on today, the value of secret knowledge about the workings and of demons and curses and exorcism or whatever may be going on, such practices today still exist. Uh, Because I wrote an article about this, I hear from people over the last 20, 30 years who tell me how much it costs to get a Christian exorcist to help them. The most famous one is Bob Larson. And what happens is that because demons are real, this isn't see the rationalists said that's what these people believe but in fact we know better that would be German rationalism Europe, you know, Western rationalism but that's been pretty much dead for a long time right now Western civilization is becoming more pagan but the reality is these aren't myths these are real beings There's are spiritual reality So that being the case, I was shocked when people emailed me and read an article I wrote about why I got out of that sort of ministry I was in in the 70s because of an article. And they asked how much, if they could fly to Minneapolis, how much I'd charge. I said, well, obviously, you didn't read the whole article. i told you why i got out of that and they are so desperate to have someone cast out demons or break curses that they'll pay a whole lot of money to people uh to perform such exorcisms so it doesn't shock me that this much money was involved let me read a couple scholars and i'll show you that this is still going on uh, my Peterson I think he's a British commentator on the Bible that I have in my library apparently they were moved <clears throat> by the exposure and overcoming of the exorcists remember they fled naked and wounded they tried to adjure you, you by Jesus whom Paul preaches which is certainly the right Jesus but they don't know him and then the man within whom the demons were attacked him. Ta- I mean, were were attacked, and fl- they fled naked, and wounded. Apparently, the explosion overcoming of the exorcist to realize that their own previous involvement with the magic art is now now needed to be acknowledged. Says Peterson, perhaps they had kept scrolls in which spells were written as an insurance policy in case their newfound faith proved to be inadequate in some situation. And then he mentions burning up scrolls was a way of repudiating what they contained and represented a greater trust in God to deliver them. Now, what I've said for decades now is that the way we're delivered is by transfer through faith in Christ from the domain of darkness into the domain of light that happens at conversion and we've written about that on Colossians 1 13 and 14 Acts 26 18 many other uh, articles debated about that written about it but people still think that having been born of God They need to find a deliverance counselor or a curse breaker there are many people who believe that now what i also found is that there's a redefinition of the purpose of the work of the holy spirit and the gifts of the spirit to fit in to a more pagan worldview one person contacted me who was into that It said, well, I went to someone who prophesied over me and said that they had a word of knowledge about something that had happened in the past that was causing a curse. Now, it's a Christian who's telling me this, and so how can you say that's not right? In other words, I had these bad symptoms... Somebody has a word of knowledge about something they couldn't have known and said, this is why you have this curse, and then they pray some sort of a curse-breaking through however they do it, and now I'm better. So how can you say it isn't right? Well, what that implies is that coming to Christ by faith through the gospel, the blood atonement leaves us in a partially cursed state. And that we can't really believe Ephesians 1 that tells us that those who are in Christ are blessed. And so in order to help people not lose their money or join a false group, I've taught on this over and over. This is This is lucrative, whether it's in charging for curse-breaking, charging for exorcism, get the mic to run, and or buy airplane tickets because they have to be in the right place to get the curse-breaker, to get the word of knowledge, or whatever. So if we're not blessed in Christ, how can somebody like this uh, Bob Larson, who says, in the name of Satan, how the forces of evil work, what you can do to defeat them. Uh, they get very wealthy, in the same way the magicians of ancient uh, uh, near the Near East did. Go ahead, Ron.
1: So interesting. I had a kind of a long conversation with a relative yesterday, and uh, we he began talking about the demonic realm and how big cities are so evil because there's so so many, you know, demons at work. And so if you go to quieter places in the world, that's where he has found his breakthrough, breakthrough prayer. So I got to thinking about that. And this morning I looked it up and you know all about this. There are website after website after website about Breakthrough pray, breakthrough praying, and all the steps—thirty steps, twenty-five steps—and all the things you need to do to get your breakthrough. And it's everywhere.
0: Yes, it is. Now, there—not every version is the same. So I brought two different versions. There's a more flamboyant version, like Bob Larson, and there's a pietist version, like Watchman Nee. This is what I used to be into before. I finally, one movement after another came through town and left people high and dry. Some people left the faith altogether, having given up that it's ever going to do any good. This deceived me. Uh, that's a pietist version. I wouldn't accuse Wa- Washman. He was in early 20th century China. But he was involved with other groups, Jesse Penn Lewis and other such movements. This is more like The Exorcist on TV movie, or the movie, which he does reference. Now, there are real manifestations. There are real things that happen and I'm not denying the reality of it as far as the demonic. See, see Peter Wagner, the the person who really uh, brought some credibility to the New Apostolic Reformation and all of that. He was at Fuller Seminary and he really got into this and promoted it, even though he wasn't directly casting out demons. So I brought some of this just to show that this isn't unique. Okay? Th- this is still out there. I got to, we'll see what happens. I need to find a place for a video shoot, but there's a guy making DVDs and he asked me to participate, showing, because he grew up in the uh, a charismatic church that was part of the Toronto Blessing, and he's very talented. He's shooting deep, making videos to keep people from falling into what his parents were in. Very interesting. So if you know where it's a good place for a video shoot, let me know. Now, what did I've I marked out some spots here. So what what he says here is that you need to know the names of the demons, the gatekeepers. Uh, let me just cite a little bit of this from Larson. God has blessed me with discernment concerning spiritistic phenomena and I never treat the devil's display as if they were a sideshow. Encounter these demonstrations with the armor of God, bracket Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. In fact, I often go through the physical motions of putting on the defensive, offensive weapons Paul describes. So I've seen that elsewhere as well. In order to be safe, you do this, I put on the shield or I put on the sword. I put on, so it's, it's what would I call that? It's an evangelical version of Roman Catholicism. Okay, incantations is what going to protect you, not belief in the promises of God. Okay, I preached through Ephesians six, and some people say, "Well, you don't even know what you're talking about." Oh well, yes, I lived in a group for five years that did it. I saw people flop on the floor. The article I wrote, somebody came screaming at me with fingernails to claw my eyes out, and I just stood there. And I said, In the name of Jesus, and she fell on the floor like a dead person. And then the next day she said, Satan is afraid of you to me. And if I, maybe she was converted. I, she had come from, from somewhere. The point is, believing that was the word. I don't want to believe Satan's afraid of me because that's what leads you into this. It's a temptation. The only way out is conversion so people read that story and then they want me to do the same for them. Well,
1: No, no, you didn't read the whole article. Go ahead. Here are two quick things. I heard a uh, Tuesday or Wednesday that Barner <laughs> released uh, a poll where on a graph, a hockey stick type graph, the uh, People involved in uh, demonic activity, whether it be witchcraft, yoga, any of these things involved with the occult, is on a hockey stick trajectory. And they say with young people since COVID, it's just taken off so the reason for that I don't know but I'm just saying that that's what's happening yesterday on a a local radio show they were addressing issues like this and some of the people on there were saying that they were Christians yet they were having uh, 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 demonic visitations and their answer to these people were invoking the name of Jesus Christ. Well, that's and, what the sons um, of
0: Sceva did.
1: Yeah, and 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 Am, and I was thinking when they were going through all this, I like to listen and see if I can discern what they're saying. But they, the, the, just because these Christians say that they're Christians, they they what you're saying is they haven't gone from darkness to light. So,
0: that, that's your first problem, right? But if, if you put the gospel out there, and and people believe in their transfer from darkness to light, we have a higher authority we go to because we have direct access to the throne of grace, Hebrews 4, 16, and in the case of the, one of the most important cases, 2 Corinthians uh, 12, where Paul had a thorn in the flesh, an angelos, a messenger of Satan, and he appealed to God. So, Rather than appealing to God, they assume there's a cause that let the demons back into a Christian. And then when the demons actually manifest through the person, which does happen, by the way, the more you interact with demons, the more manifestations you get. And then that fuels it like a snowball going down the hill, more manifestations. Oh, it's real, it's real. But in the end, the same people. To my shame, it was the 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 failure to ever see permanent fruit that got me out of it okay um and then i finally got the idea let me go interview the leaders of our group and ask if them if they ever had curse breaking or deliverance themselves not one of them had neither did i so i thought well if we didn't need it to get free why do the people think they need this and then I, as soon as you question anything in that kind of a group, they want you out. So I started teaching the Bible. Yes, Joy.
2: I, I just was going to say, I, I I can't speak for other people um, in this room or anywhere, really. But um, I knew a lot of about the doctrine of being delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I appropriated that to myself. Okay. Then... In 2015, God actually delivered me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. If you have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, you know it. And those things can no longer have influences over you. Yeah, you can have bad dreams. You can have, you know, people telling you that circumstances in your life are, but it's like you're walking in victory if you've been delivered into the kingdom of light. If you're not, you're probably not been delivered into the kingdom of light, like yeah, what you were saying.
0: That happens at conversion.
2: Right, but, a lot, but I guess what my, my premise is there's a lot of people walking around thinking they're converted just because they've yeah. learned some stuff. Well, let me But they're it. not new creations.
0: Yeah, in, in, in my case, I never had curses being broken over me or demons cast out of me. But we were in a group that believed that. And so I was reading Washington D. Let me read this. One person told me that you can't get to Bob Larson. He has three daughters. They wear a, re- a white collar, and they have these crosses. And I saw it, I think, it was some magazine article. And here's his three daughters with their crosses. And they're, the, the person who said, you can, I, there's no way I could ever afford that. It's thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, to go get that deliverance, let me read this soon soon after I was involved in a full-blown, after, soon I was involved in full blown exorcism. Unfortunately, the deliverance session had to be terminated when I encountered a demon who spoke only in a foreign language. This is bob larson 's testimony. I was unable to deal directly with the spirit without an interpreter. We, by the way, isn't that quite different in interpreting prophecy? You know? Well, whatever. We met again more than a year later for an additional exorcism, which also ended without total victory. Nearly two years after our initial meeting, this J- Janie contacted me a third time desperate for help. The demons controlling her had revealed that when her parents dedicated her to the devil, they specifically... They specified a certain year and, and a time Jamie would be sacrificed. So this was, well, if any of you are old as me and been around, you probably remember the satanic ritual abuse uh, thing that was turned out to be debunked from Wisconsin. I, I I met a guy who lost his family when he was falsely accused of that. This was in the 80s. And he came to a pastor's meeting in tears saying that he he was accused of later that was the sheriff's and stuff said, if that many people have been sacrificed to Satan after they were born in Wisconsin, we wouldn't have never, we wouldn't be, to can't find anybody. And then it was debunked and it went away. But this guy lost his family because they had said to him, just plead guilty, i will go better for you. But he hadn't done anything. And he finally got out somehow, and I heard his testimony. So supposedly, that's what happened. And so this uh, MPD altar, now they're saying multiple personalities are actually demons, so let me read on. Nearly two years after our initial meeting, Jesus, Jesus, Janie, can can contacted contacted me a third time desperate for help. The demons controlling her had revealed that when her parents dedicated her to the devil, they specified a certain year and time J.D. would be sacrificed. MPD alters inside her were programmed to commit suicide on that date. So she's a time clock coming up to a date that had happened way back The day was three weeks away. And so then he ended up dealing with various demons and uh, so on and so forth. And then there's some kind of a success. So that would be the more flamboyant, the meetings. There was a movie made in the 70s. Now, he says, well, nobody's head spins around. But there's, there's manifestations. Well, I saw them, too. But why do the same people have the same problem one year, two years, three years, four years, five years? Finally, no. No, I don't believe this. When you start interacting with the spirits, you get manifestations. Now, in some cases, the spirits will actually turn on the people even though they were pretending to be you know their friends or whatever dear ones if god delivers you from the domain of darkness through the blood of his beloved son and brings you into his kingdom you don't have to interact with demons or figure out through a word of knowledge which curse was put on you to be free whom the son sets free is free indeed And we live in a fallen world. Now what happened with C. Peter Wagner and the people at Fuller was they accused evangelicalism of having this excluded middle. I talked to the guy that's going to do the video. Uh, He has documentaries. And this excluded middle would be, we don't interact with the spirits. So we're functional rationalists. That's what they were accusing evangelicalism of. And so that led to this new apostolic reformation, the curse breaking, the the Todd Bentleys, uh, before that Benny Hinn, all those manifestations. We don't need that or want that. We want to glorify Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not saying there are no demons, there are no curses. We're saying the only way out is in Christ. So to get it very, very simple, something that is so complex that it takes years for one of the most famous exorcists in supposed evangelicalism to deal with is hopeless for everybody. And bring up Mike to Adam. Let me tell you this. It's simple. Let me give you the simplest version there ever's been. The one blessed is the person who trusts in Yahweh. It's in Jeremiah. Which is it? Seventeen five. 17 seven. Seventeen seven. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. There's the simple version. If you have to spend years and thousands of dollars to figure out the name of the controlling demon and the countdown to suicide, you're trusting man, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I I completely agree that scripture shows that there are demonic uh, manifestations and there's a supernatural realm. But even beyond that, it's also important to understand that when it comes to the doctrine of demons and false teaching, uh, whether someone's sharing a story and it's true or whether they're fabricating it and making it up, or whether they're uh, having uh, glitter come out of the air ducts and saying it's the Shekinah glory of the Lord so that it's manufactured by man. It's not a demon, like, making the glitter come out, but uh, humans uh, even doing that to uh, fool people. All of those things are demonic. Uh, They're all the doctrine of demons uh, because what's contrary to God and his word ultimately goes back uh, to the serpent and the father of lies. The lie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. So he's the liar and the father of it, father of the lie. Jesus confronted people who said, he said to them about being set free. This is in John chapter 8. And they said, we've never been in bondage, so we don't need you. We have Abraham. Remember that one? Go ahead, Adam. In the end, they they accused Jesus of having a demon. Go ahead. I,
3: I also forgot to add that when it comes to books like that, when you're dealing with false teachers, they're not reliable sources. Uh, whether he's actually describing things he's experienced or whether someone's just fictionalizing or whatever. Uh, they're not sound uh, sources. Yeah. And that's not what Bob is uh, presenting them as. No, no. Uh, we, we have, we have the is word the air. of God. This is air. Yeah, we have the word of God as, as our authority. But it's
0: harming Christians. Yeah, absolutely. It's harming Christians because Christians know that there are demons because they read the Bible. They know that these sort of things happen because they happen in the Bible. and when you take a verse out of context, it makes it seem plausible. In other words, the claim that the, the Legion episode is used to prove that there's a controlling gatekeeper demon, and, and so on. But what I did recently here was we go through that whole section where Jesus walks on the water, where Jesus delivers the, the worst-case scenario— Chained cemetery, naked, uh, swine, this, everything evil, demons, and the point is, he has power over everything, and there's no one so bad that God cannot deliver them. But the point that the false teachers get out of this is, you got to know the name of the gatekeeper demon. Is that the point? Here is, if I could do anything, well, the Lord gives me breath and ability. To think clearly and teach, I want us to see that the scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The meaning of the scripture is determined by the author, not the reader. And if you can determine the point of the Holy Spirit-inspired biblical author, in this case Luke's, you know what God said. There's nothing more powerful than the Holy spirit Who inspired the scripture and the faith we have in what God said and trusting him that's where that's what Luther had in mind when he said the Holy Spirit comes to us through the word it's not saying the Holy Spirit is limited but that that's how we know it's the spirit it's not about uh, what can happen it's about epistemology how do we know how do you know that something is from god or not we're not denied we don't have this excluded middle so that charge came along about 40 years too late in the 1980s and people were already william branham was already doing his thing the excluded middle would be applicable to rationalists from the 19th century so the secret information What they believed, that's how we get free. Sometimes the religious rituals were very, very uh, demanding. They had to be at a certain time. You had to be at a certain place. Uh, These books are very expensive. Why? Well, they may have the names. If you have the name of something, you can control it. Adam named the animals. That goes back before the fall. and that's So naming something was significant. Now in this case, and you can see that in the Old Testament and in the New, if they know the names or if they know the practice or they know the incantation or the spells you can render these uh, curses or uh, bad outcomes inoperable according to their belief system. Um, I'll leave Washington aside. He has a different version and you don't have to pay for it, but it's just as Uh, wicked. It's just as wicked. Because he says that if you have a passive will, the demons can get control of a Christian to a certain extent, even though you have no desire to be no occult because it's the will, and I have I can prove that from his book here, your will has to be very strong, otherwise the operations of the demons will get a hold of you. Well, when I was believing that, to my shame, to my shame, I liked it because I always had a strong will. I'll get up. I'll go catch the fish. I'll, I'll do. I'll fix the cars. I'll do this. I'll do that. Works great until you get old. <laughs> but the people say, well, "I'm not like that. I don't have a strong will." Well, then we've got to break the curse and cast out the demon. It doesn't work. So it's very lucrative. Secret information is very, very lucrative. People get rich on it. They get rich going to meetings. They get rich getting words of knowledge. By the way, when we get to 1 Corinthians 12, remind me, I'll be preaching on it should the Lord carry, and should I live that long to get to 1 Corinthians 12. Word of knowledge isn't defined as secret information about demons. It's simply... The fact that everyone has different things in the body of Christ to contribute and the genitive there is left rather ambiguous it could be a word that comes from knowledge of scripture it could be a word the genitive could be objective subjective plenary that's not Paul's point we need one another people have different gifts you don't need to know what caused the curse to break the curse you need to know Christ upon whom we receive all blessings as we trust him Okay, go ahead and I'll go to the next slide. Two slides in
1: one day would be a great thing. Yeah, I, I, I was just going to say this re- revealing of these uh, uh, secrets and things like that, uh, whether you have a Paul revealing that, uh, the, the, what's going to happen with the Gentiles or whether you have like in 1 Thessalonians, these secrets, the veil is pulled back but only through... Jesus Christ and his apostles. I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but when we look at God's word, these—it's it, it, not man's not going to reveal any secret. It's only through his apostles.
0: As a matter of fact, Eric and I have often cited Deuteronomy 29.29. 29. God knows more than what's revealed in the Bible. But what's revealed is for us the secret things belong to God. So In in Jude, it talks about those who would intrude, the intruders. They, They want to go somewhere that God hasn't invited them. You can't invite yourself to the divine council meeting. What's the word occult mean? Hidden or secret. There's more than we know, but if we try to find it somewhere other than what God's revealed. See, if you take a Bible verse out of context and fill it with all kinds of meaning you're not learning anything god didn't reveal that you need to know the name of a gatekeeper demon based on the narrative of luke chapter 8 he reveals that jesus christ has power over everything anybody ever feared the sea drowning the cemetery curses chains gentiles swine dying at sea the sea gives up the dead and then after that the woman with the issue of blood before that, he was supposed to come because there was a sick late, young gal who was going to die. He got there too late because of the woman that touched the hem of his garment. When he gets there, he raises her. Jesus has authority over everything. What do people learn when they read it? you got to know the name of the gatekeeper demon. They learn nothing about Jesus. Come on, we got to learn. The Holy Spirit inspired the Bible, but the power of the Bible isn't that it exists is believing what it says as it says it according to the author's intent yes
4: man i was going to mention anytime we hear that we need to know some secret it's really antithetical to christianity which is a public religion it's not something that's hidden and i use religion in the sense of the way yeah. the world uses it i guess but i'm thinking of romans three twenty-five, talking about christ said that god displayed him publicly as a propitiation in his blood it wasn't, it wasn't hidden when he's raised from the dead, over 500 people see him at one time. Yes. All the tenets of Christianity are historical. They happen publicly. It's not hidden. It's not secret. So we don't have to right. find sure. the secrets. We don't have to find the hidden meaning. We just look to the scriptures, find out the authorial intent, and we believe. Right.
0: So salvation in the uh, Eastern or pagan version... Is based on works or secret knowledge. Even when you see the um, meditation going into a meditative state, what is their theme? Do the work. Do the work. Because trying to go into an altered state of consciousness and empty your mind of thought while you're awake is not prescribed in the scripture but it's not a good idea because it's so cold and it's worse. Gnosticism works religion or whatever. Now look at what happens now. They repented. We don't need secrets. We don't need spells. We don't need curse breakers. We don't know the name. We don't need to know the name of demons. We need to know Christ. Who has all authority and power and given us mighty promises that through them we might partake of the divine nature, not becoming God, but becoming, in the end, glorified. The word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. It's the next thing, Luke nine, or excuse me, Acts nineteen twenty. Those, here's the claim here that I'm making. Those who believe the gospel do not need secret information about the world of the spirits. By the way, when we teach this, we need to keep in mind that there are people if we only talk about relative well-being in this life and rule everything else out. Are you wealthy or poor? Sick or healthy? What, what is your state? Do you have problems that just won't go away? That's what they prey on. But what they ignore is the fact that there are people who live very comfortable lives, haven't had a whole lot of trouble compared to other everybody's fallen, and may live there they interview people. You're 98 years old and hardly ever been sick that much. What's your secret? Whiskey and cigars you probably hear the interview or whatever okay. <laughs> and then everybody laughs, well I'll try that No, the fact that Christians have the sort of difficulties everybody else in the world has other than we know Christ, we have hope, we have comfort, our sins are forgiven is not proof that we need a curse breaker it's not proof that we have a demon I've literally known people who were saved out of occultism that they, that they practiced, their parents were into it, and they practiced it diligently and they were saved out of it. Someone at North Central Bible College when we were there in the early 70s, I've told a story before, her parents were blatant occultists. She came to Christ They disowned her said you're not welcome in our house ever again and she worked at north central bible college where diane and i went Uh, she went there that that one year before we got married the next summer after i became a christian that summer before Uh, she used to sing in chapel Uh, i'm so glad i'm a part of the family of god she didn't have a home to go back to at thanksgiving she didn't have anybody say, well, make it back for Christmas. They didn't believe in any of that. She couldn't come back. But everybody loved her. She was so much part of the family of God. Dear ones, there are going always going to be pagans who seem to have it better off. The psalmist noticed that. What was that psalm? Where they're lamenting the well the, the how good the fact in the Old Testament fat is a good thing did you know that is it Psalm 37 I used to know that I don't remember which one it was they would say their eyes are there's no why is this like this why am I suffering why are the wicked prospering why is all of this very similar to Job frankly and so that's always going to be the case but once people become Christians They become vulnerable to the false teachers. Because then they come and say, you should be above all of that. You're a believer. You shouldn't have uh, sorrows, sleepless nights, um, anxieties, difficulties, trials, problems. You should be different. And then they have the secret to it. And it can be a lot of different things. Whatever that passage is, I'm sure somebody with a concordance can find it. Uh, The point is this. You know how long eternity is compared to 120 years? What is eternal life in the Greek? Into the ages? Only God is eternal in the sense of always existing and non-contingent. So... Those who believe the gospel do not need secret information about the world of the spirits. In fact, it's forbidden. It's a sin to try to find it. And by the way, you can't trust demons speaking through a person. They, they that's really bad. Luke uses terms for power, increase, and strengthening to describe the impact of the gospel. I did a word search on all of those, uh, and I can narrow the search down to Luke Acts or you can look at all the New Testament you can look at just the Gospels or just Paul or you can search the Septuagint is it, I, I could, there's no way I could do that without Logo software now the word growing here increase, is used eight times in Luke Acts and it, it's used of John the Baptist in Luke 180 Jesus uh, of Jesus in Luke 2.40 it's uh, Oxano and then uh, sometimes in a neutral way Luke 12.47 lilies are growing without their own effort the disciples should not worry because God has chosen to give them the kingdom think about that Luke 12.27 look at the lilies they're growing God has chosen to give you the kingdom. Now, the kingdom comes when the king returns, but we've already entered, according to Colossians 1, 13, 14, when we believe in Christ. The, Luke 13, 19. Mustard seed is the, like the beginnings of the kingdom that will grow. Luke 13, 19, and 21. Acts 6, 7. The word of God was growing Acts 7.17, in Stephen's speech, how God kept his promise to Abraham. Acts 12.24, the word of God grew and multiplied after the judgment of Herod, who did not give God the glory. Isn't that interesting? Herod's giving this speech, not unlike those of almost every politician. And the people are hearing it. (laughs) The words of a God and not a man. What happened to him? And in this case, the Holy Spirit, through Luke, tells us because he didn't give God the glory. And what's the point of giving God the glory? Humbling ourselves, being thankful, being thankful in all things, knowing his promises, and knowing that all... as I did say, if you want to ask questions about the sermon last week, but in Acts, excuse me, Romans eight twenty-six through the whole end, but in the golden chain, what's the last link of the chain? Glorified. Glorified. Nothing can separate believers from the love of God, including demons, things present, things future, and so on. So here it says, look at me, and the people are saying, the words of a God, not a man. Boom did give God the glory. What is that in theology? What do we call that sort of thing? An exemplary judgment. An exemplary judgment does not mean that if someone else says that they really are a God and not a man because they didn't get struck dead. What an exemplary judgment does is it tells us it's really bad to do that. Does that make sense? So that's the way it is. Um, So here we have um, the the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. And that meant that they weren't trusting exorcists. They weren't trusting man. They weren't trusting Herod, the politician, whoever. They're trusting God only. Yes, brother. I don't think we give God glory. I think we recognize glory he's already got. It belongs to God. Give God the glory. No, I don't think we give God glory. We recognize glory. He's yeah, already got. We express who he is. We recognize. Thank you for correcting my terminology. Although we're told to do that. But yeah, I mean. The word give doesn't mean he got it from us. It means we attribute it to him because only he has it.
2: Don't we Thank we give
0: you. God glory when we're obedient? Yeah, but again, it's, uh, someone asked, don't we give God glory by our obedience? Remember when you're understanding the author's intent, always beware, be uh, concerned about range of meaning. Range of meaning. So, uh, to give God glory in the sense of expressing praise is different than an ontological statement God got his glory from us. We're not saying God is glorious whether we ever say a word of praise to him or not. But he failed to attribute to God was duly God's. In Luke X, God saves and changes sinners by his power, not by religious techniques. Now, that's where we fail. And we've got to be really careful. Whatever culture we live in, there they were in first in, in Luke, in Israel, Although they dealt with some Gentiles, then as we go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria to the uttermost parts of the world, there are various cultures. But the Middle East culture really looked to these techniques to solve problems. Here's the deal techniques are something that Americans love. The reason technology I wrote an article called uh, Why Technology Cannot Save Us. Because salvation has to include forgiveness of sins. You can think of technological ways to have better roofs on your house that don't leak every time it rains. To grow better crops, to do this and to do that, to have better streets. Some of this is not sinful, but it's all temporal. Technology can't save us. Now, when it comes to the world of the spirits, the issue is not technological, it's relational. God is in charge of the world of the spirits. And we need to worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to trust God alone. And what is wrong with these meetings where you, you come in contact with the spirits, is that the spirits have your best disinterest in mind. I think I'm quoting somebody who was on Anchorburg. <laughs> okay? Well, John Weldon maybe said that. The spirits want to harm you because whether harming you is telling you how great you are or directly making something bad, they are not interested in your well-being. Satan is the one who promotes the lie. What was the lie when it was first said? You can be like God. You will not surely die. Don't believe God. You can be like God. That's the lie. In the end, when Antichrist talks about in Thessalonians, those who do not receive or welcome the love of the truth so as to be saved. What happens? They believe the lie. The lie. There's two messages in the world. The truth, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ who is the truth, and the lie, which is the lie of Satan. He keeps telling it. Look at John 8, 44. You'll see that. So what this power is is and that's going on in Luke Acts, is that which is taking people lost under the power and delusion of Satan in bondage to sin without God, without hope in the world delivering them from the lie bringing them to the truth giving them forgiveness of sins and the assurance of the resurrection of the righteous. And that can only be done by God, and it's only that which happens through Jesus Christ. That's the lie and the truth. I don't know if I have something pertinent here, but I wouldn't mind showing you the pietist version of this. Okay, here's the version I believed to my own harm for some years. This is the Watchman Nee version, as opposed to the Bob Larson version. Larson is more power encounter. Knee is about the human will. Watchman Nee says, before regeneration, man's volition was enslaved to Satan and therefore not free. But in a regenerated and overcoming Christian, the volition is free, therefore able to choose what is of God. Naturally, Satan will not let go. He says further down, now mark this well, Satan must gain the believer's permission, but the latter will never yield to Satan. The devil is therefore compelled to resort to deception in order to extract that consent from him. The evil spirits cannot enter without the uh, acquiescence of man's will And they can penetrate only as far as his will approves. So the dangers of passivity are the problem. So if your will isn't strong enough, even though you're regenerate, even though you're a believer, if you aren't volitional about things, you're allowing the devil to enter. And I am so... Ashamed that I ever believed that, that I'm willing to admit how harmful it was to anyone who believed what I was teaching in the 70s and even be interviewed publicly about how I got out of it and what, what harm it does. Dear ones, one thing you won't hear from the people who teach spiritual technology is believe the promises of God and trust him alone. I have one book I've read lately. This, 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 know this, do this, try this, believe that. They never actually say, trust in Christ and believe him. It isn't about a technique. It's about who we know and believing in him. And therefore, we are safe. The very beginning of Ephesians 1 is one massive in the hebrew called baraka was baraka again i don't know hebrew i'm not pretending to blessed is that right blessed in the greek it's eulogatos which we would call eulogy but it's attributing to god was true blessed is god and then it describes his promises his mighty deeds his work Ascribe, that's what it means to give glory to God. Ascribe to God what's actually true. Blessed be God who delivered us from Pharaoh. Blessed be God who seated us with him in the heavenly places. Blessed be God. The beginning of Ephesians 1 is a barakah. Describing what's true about God and trusting him. So I pray that we'll be able to do that. Today there's uh, Eric's preaching from Matthew. Am I correct? And then um, there's a... It wouldn't rain on a picnic, would it? Never worry about rain during a drought. Let it come. One thing we know, God won't flood the earth again. The rainbow. So, um, and by the way, thank you, Eric, for teaching us and taking care of things for us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and kindness. Thank you for your mighty deeds and wonderful promises and may we not succumb to looking into secret things that you haven't revealed and may those who are harmed by teachings like that get out and see the truth that they're safe trusting in you and you alone in jesus christ thank you lord in his name we pray amen thank you dear saints i'll see you upstairs